previous video, we saw our first glimpse of strings in Ruby. Um, and let's take a, a look uh, a little bit deeper into strings. So the first thing I'm going to do here is hop into IRB. And if you remember, you can do that just by typing the letters IRB and hitting enter. Uh, enter. And again, this is our interactive Ruby. Um, so in here, <clears throat> we looked at uh, in the previous video, a string uh, of hello world. Okay, just like that. We hit enter on that, it just returns us the string. Now, there's a few ways to create strings in Ruby. Um, the, the most common way to do so is the way we've seen here, which is known as a string literal. So it is a set of quotations. Now these quotations can either be single quotations uh, like this. So we'll do a hello world with single quotes. And we end it with a single quote as well. Or as in our first example, uh, we can do double quotes. Now there is a difference um, between these two different uh, types of strings, a double quoted string and a single quoted string as far as things you can do with them. Uh, and we'll see that in a moment here. But first, um, just a, a couple things to note. If you start a string with a double quote, you need to end that string with a double quote. And uh, alternatively, if you start with a single quote, you need to end with a single quote. Now, um, that can raise issues if you need to use a double quote inside of the actual string uh, or a single quote inside the actual string. So let's look at uh, a couple of examples of what I mean by that. So let's, uh, let's start with double quotes first. So let's say we wanted to have a string of uh, they said and then be quoting someone hello. So they said hello is what we want to say. So the way we would do that, if we start with double quotes and we say they said and we uh, do a comma, if we try to hit a double quote right here, nothing looks out of place yet. But if we start trying to type inside of here uh, to quote um, the folks that we're trying to uh, quote here and say hello, we can see like the syntax highlighting uh, is off here. And if we try to end uh, this quote, uh, for the hello and then end our actual string, um, we see that if we hit enter here, Ruby gives us a syntax error. <clears throat> so it says syntax error, unexpected local variable or method expecting end of input. So, and it's pointing to this string right here. So what this essentially means is that Ruby saw this first double quote or the second double quote, I'm sorry, this one is the first one up here that began our string, but it saw this next one here and thought that this was the end of the string. So it thinks that this part right here is a string, and then this hello here, it thinks it's either a local variable, which we haven't talked about yet, or a method, which we also have not talked about yet. So it, and it doesn't, we have, since we haven't defined hello as a variable or a method, um, it Ruby doesn't know what we're trying to say right here or what we're trying to reference with this. So that's what that uh, uh, error is about here. And this is the first example of an issue you can run into when trying to use double quotes inside of a string that itself is wrapped in double quotes. So the way to get around this, if we recall this example, and we go back over here, uh, where the second quote takes place, if we just put a backslash in front of it, 
we can see now that the syntax highlighting has changed. We don't have that big red block of hello um, any, any longer. But we also don't want to end this um, right here. So Ruby will think that this third quote here is now the end of our string. And that is not the case either. It's the last quote here that is what is actually ending off our string. So the fix again is to prefix it with a backslash to escape that quote character. So if we do that, uh, we can see that we don't get an error when we hit enter right here. And if uh, let's recall this again, if we um, if we were in a program file, for example, when we wanted to print this string out, so we would use our puts method that we saw previously. If we hit enter right here now to print this string, we will see that the output does not have the backslashes in it, but the quoted part is actually wrapped in quotes. So <clears throat> this is how you can escape or use quote characters inside of a string that's wrapped uh, in those same quote characters. And the same holds true for a single quote, uh, a single quoted string. So if we do it's hot outside, you can see already um, Ruby has highlighted that S uh, because it thinks that this second single quote here terminated our string. So again, our fix here is to simply uh, prefix this second single quote with a backslash. And if we hit enter on that, we can see that uh, what Ruby actually does here is it turned our single quote to string and wrapped it in, in uh, double quotes, but it, we have our single quote here. Uh, also, if we recall that and do a puts right there, we will see that it works uh, as expected and we get our single quote uh, used inside of our string. So let's real quick talk about um, what strings are a little bit. So strings are like a group or a collection of text characters. So things like digits, um, letters, white space, uh, symbols, you know, like um, your ampersand and star. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to say something like uh, two plus two, equals four, um, if you do this in a string, uh, Ruby is just going to turn around and print this exactly as we've written it here, right? So two plus two equals four. Now, what if you wanted Ruby to evaluate this statement for you and put it into a string, uh, but still maybe say like two plus two equals, and then instead of manually typing the four, we wanted Ruby to do the calculation. You know, let's pretend we had like a larger uh, calculation that we were doing that we didn't want to do ourselves. Um, and we just wanted to let Ruby handle it for you. So this is where the difference I meant earlier, or I mentioned earlier about uh, differences between double quotes and single quotes uh, comes into play. So with double quotes, one of the benefits you get with using double quotes is that Ruby allows you to do what's known as interpolation. And what that means is that you can start, you can open a string and start writing some text or characters or whatever, but you can use a specific syntax in a section of that string and write code inside of that, that Ruby will evaluate and then return the result into and insert the result into that string. So for example, Let's rewrite our statement here real quick. So if we wanted to say two plus two equals, but say we didn't want to actually manually write the four here and we wanted Ruby to evaluate the, uh, the result of, or evaluate the expression of two plus two 
and return the result into the string. What we would do, we get rid of the four there, we would hit the hash sign, and then an open curly brace, and then inside of here, we would do two plus two, and then we would end, uh, put a closing curly brace right here, and end our string like this. So now if we hit enter right here, Ruby's going to see this part here, uh, the syntax with the hash and the curly braces, and it's going to look inside of there, and it's anything that's written inside of there, it's going to try to evaluate that as Ruby code, and then return the result and, and insert it into our string here. So if I hit enter right here, we will see that we get two plus two equals four. So Ruby went ahead and evaluated this code for us and uh, inserted the result into our string right here. Uh, we cannot do this with single quotes. If we try to do it right here, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Oops, I ended up with it. See, there's there's a mistake right there. Happens to the best of us. I I uh, I tend to always use double quotes. Uh, so as you can see right there, I accidentally ended it with a double quote uh, when I actually started the string with a single quote. So I need to end it with a, sh a single quote. Um, but that's you know out of habit for me. I'm used to using double quotes. So I'm gonna leave that in there so that you can see uh, what happens. Uh, as you can see, like Ruby, Ruby didn't do anything it still is like it still thinks we're uh writing our string our single quote string so it's going to wait until it sees another single quote to uh, you know pick up on the fact that we've terminated our string so <clears throat> anyways i'll replace a double quote with a single quote hit enter right here and uh you can see that it just literally puts the stuff that we wrote inside of uh the string uh over here now I prefixed it with a backslash there to escape that uh, pound character, but uh, it d does not evaluate our code whatsoever. Um, if we do a, a puts on this, we'll see that it just it gets rid of the uh, backslash for the escape there, and it just verbatim puts in the code or the the text characters that we wrote inside of our string. It puts them uh, outputs them to our terminal here. Now, I mentioned in the overview video for all the topics that we're going to be covering in this section of the learning path, um, that one of the topics we're going to be covering is classes. Now, <clears throat> I mentioned in that section that you can think of classes as blueprints, and you can create new objects of that type, of whatever the class type is, uh, based off of that blueprint, right? Um, now string is a built-in class in Ruby. Now, the all these strings that we've been writing here, these are all string objects. Uh, they're instances of the string class. Um, so, one way we can check that is if we take a string, let's bring back our hello world. Now, here's our, our string literal, hello world. Uh, if we wanted to know what type of object this was, uh, one thing we could do is call uh, dot class now dot class is a built-in Ruby method as we'll see and start to get a feel for over time is that the built-in classes in Ruby also have built-in methods on them that you can call on objects of that uh, class type uh, to perform uh, behavior on them right so <clears throat> dot class is a method if we do this we will see that it returns to us 
the constant string. So it's telling us that this hello world string is of type string. Like this is the class of this object. Also, as we saw in a previous video, um, there are other methods on the on the string class that are available that you can call on um, objects of the string class. So again, uh, if we bring back our last um, statement here, let's get rid of this dot class. We saw previously the upcase method, so that returns us the string in all capital letters. Um, there's also uh, things like let's see reverse to simply reverse the string. So now we can see there, we've taken the string and completely reversed it, right? Uh, so again, uh, this is, now that we're starting to get a feel for strings, um, once you have watched this video, it would be probably very beneficial for you to go look at that documentation site, the ruby-doc.org, go find the string class, and go look at some of the instance methods available and play around in IRB with them. Let's look at some other fun things we can do with strings. Uh, let's say we have a string of hello, and then uh, we want to take uh, the string of a string of goodbye and put them together. So we can one thing we can do is we can t uh, do a plus sign, two strings, one string plus another. If we hit enter here, we see what happens is it takes the two strings and concatenates them and puts them together. Uh, so we get one string returned to us with uh, the strings combined there. Now, you see that uh, it did not leave a space between them. That's because our strings have no space. So a couple ways uh, you could fix this. If we recall this, one thing you could do is after this uh, first plus sign here, we could do a new string, put a space in it, and then add another plus sign right here. So now we would get hello plus a space plus goodbye. So if we hit enter on this, we'll see the strings have been concatenated and there's a space now in between them because uh, we have the space character right in here. The other thing we could do is we could just simply uh, at the end of hello, add a space and then do our goodbye right here. That will work. Or we could put the space at the front of this and that will also work as well. So that's something uh, fun you can do, that is string concatenation. The other thing we can do here is, let's say we wanted to say hello five times, we could take the string hello and do times, so the star sign, and then five, and hit enter on that, and we see we get the string hello, 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 hello. So we get five times uh, for hello there. So let's now look at string substitution. So, for example, let's bring back our hello world string. Let's do, let me bring a cap or put a capital H there. Hello world. So, let's say instead of saying hello world, we wanted to get rid of hello and say good morning. Uh, so, one thing we could do, uh, there's a method available on string called sub. So, you can say dot sub. Okay. And then this method takes an argument. Okay. Now, arguments. Um, in Ruby methods or something that we'll cover more in the future. But sub right here wants an argument of what to replace hello with, or what the piece that we want to replace and what to replace it with. So in our case, we want to say, uh, take hello and replace it with good morning. Now, 
one important thing here in Ruby is that um, arguments to methods, uh, they're passed in and usually wrapped in parentheses. However, the parentheses are optional, but in some cases they are needed. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some cases in the future about that. Um, right now, I would say it's good practice to always use parentheses, especially when you're beginning and starting to figure things out. Over time, as you you know learn Ruby deeper, you can uh, opt to not use the parentheses. So we're going to use them here. So the sub method, now we want to pass in the two arguments that we need. So we'll open up a parenthesis. The first argument here is the text that we want to replace in our string here. So in our case, it's hello. So I'm going to open a quote and say hello. So we want to take from our hello world string, we want to find a uh, piece of that string that matches this string, hello. Okay. And now you separate arguments to methods with commas. So now, I would, now we put a comma here. And then the second argument here is what we want to replace hello with. So again, in our case, we would want to say good morning. So I'll open up another uh, quote and just type good morning in here in that string. And then we need to end off our argument list with a closing parenthesis. So just to kind of recap this here, this is our initial string and we're calling the sub method on it. Sub method takes arguments. The first one is the string to replace. And then the second argument is what to replace that string with. So if we hit enter right here, what we will see returned to us is that it has successfully found the hello string inside of the original string and replaced it with good morning. Now, sub uh, will only find and replace the first occurrence of the first argument. So let's uh, recall, or I'll just retype this actually. Let's say hello world again, and let's say we wanted to replace all of the uh, L's with S's. If we try to use the sub method, we'll see that, uh, let's see, uh, we want to replace L with S, right? If we hit enter on this, we'll see that it only found the first occurrence of an L and only replace that single occurrence with the S. If we want to replace all occurrences of L in a string with S, we have to use the G sub method. So if I recall this, oops, if I recall that and in front of uh, here at just after the dot, I add a G right there. That is a method known as G sub, which is short for global substitution. Right, so it'll globally, it'll look through the whole string and replace every occurrence of L with S. So if we hit enter right here, we can see that indeed all of the L's in the entire string have been replaced with the S character. Okay, so what about if we wanted to find out if a string contained a certain character or a certain word? Um, we have a few ways to do that. Um, the first and probably the simplest would be to use uh, one of the built-in string methods called include. Now this one uh, method is going to look a little bit different than the few we've seen before because uh, the method name itself ends in a question mark. And uh, typically what a question mark uh, denotes is that the method is a predicate method. And what that means is that the return value from that method is going to be a Boolean value, so a true or false value. 
So let's look at uh, a couple quick examples here. So if we bring back our string of hello world, if we say dot include uh, question mark, and then this needs an argument of what uh, we want the include method to search the string for. So let's see uh, if this string contains the word uh, world, for, uh, for example. So we would open up our parentheses to uh, then pass our argument here. So the argument would be a string of the word we want to see if the original string includes. So again, uh, let's look for world. Okay, and then we'll end our string and we'll end our argument list with a uh, closing parenthesis. If we hit enter here, we see that we get back uh, true because this string does contain the uh, substring of world. It's right here. <clears throat> now, if we recall this example and let's say we want to see if this string includes the word word, uh, let's see what happens when we run this. So we get back false. So this substring was not found anywhere in the original string here. So uh, we don't have to do, uh, we're not limited to like using whole words here. We can just use letters. So for example, if we uh, recall this and I type lowercase h, uh, we'll see that it returns false because there is no lowercase h within this string. There is an h, but it is a capital H. So if we <clears throat> do a capital H, we'll get back true. Now, the one thing we could do if we wanted to um, look for just an H in general, uh, we could do a, a little method chain in here, which would be uh, something like this. So actually, let me not recall. I'll start from scratch here so we can see. So let's rewrite our string here. Hello, world. So uh, again, this string does have an H in it. In this case, it's a capital H. Uh, one thing we could do if we just wanted to say H uh, like a lowercase h, we could do a downcase method, which uh, let's just run this by itself. So downcase, um, you may be able to conjure from the name what this is going to do. This method will take any capital letters that are in the string and it will convert them to lowercase. So if I hit enter here, we can see that our capital H has been converted to a lowercase h. So what we can do now is we can call downcase. So the calling downcase on this string is going to return us this string and so what we can do here is we can do what's called method chaining. We can add another dot behind this and we can say include question mark and then we can pass it the string of the character H and then hit enter and we get back true this time. Whereas uh, when we did it here and we tried to ask it if it had a lowercase h in it, we got back false. The reason it works again here is because we're first um, calling downcase on this string, which will return us a new copy of this string with the uh, with any capital letters uh, converted to lowercase letters. So now you can really think of this part uh, just actually being this, and then on this string we're just calling dot include lowercase h. So therefore, that's that's how we get the true uh, back in this case. So another thing that we can do is we can use um, the equals tilde operator to check to see if a string includes a character or a substring. So let's recall or let's retype our hello world example here in this case. So um, we can do this equals and then tilde method. That's this little squiggly character. Um, and then we'll put a space. 
And then what we're going to do is uh, type a forward slash. And then inside of here, now you can do a couple things. Um, typically, forward slashes um, represent a regular expression, which uh, we may get into regular expressions some in the future here. Uh, we probably won't initially go super in-depth into regular expressions because they are a vast topic. Um, but they are good to know um, at least some basics of. So we'll probably cover some basics of regular expressions here. But essentially, you do uh, two forward slashes, and in between the forward slashes is where you would put your regular expression. So let's see if the letters uh, H, capital H and E are in here. So what we would do is we can just type capital H and E in here. And then if we hit enter on this, we'll see that we get back a zero. Now, <clears throat> what this means in this case is that this did find a match and that the match starts at index zero in this string. So indexes um, start at the number zero and then they go uh, onward from there depending on how long uh, the string is in this case. So this H here is index zero and we can confirm this by if we retype our uh, hello world Okay, and then we do an open bracket, not a curly brace, an open bracket in this case, and we pass an integer in here, and then a closing brace. Uh, what we're saying is, give me back the character that is at index zero in this string. Again, indexes start at zero, so um, we'll get back to H in this case, which it, if you're not used to indexes and them starting at zero, it's kind of, kind of odd at first. Uh, and you might think that you could type, you know, one and get that would get back the H, but we'll see here if I hit enter, we get back the, the lowercase e here. So something to be mindful of is that indexes start at zero, and this applies to arrays as well. We'll get to that uh, in the array section more. And all this stuff also that we're covering in this um, little introduction on the strings here, we're going to be seeing this stuff a lot more as you progress through uh, the learning path uh, series here. So that's, uh, that's what the uh, zero here in this case is uh, with this match method. Um, if we do, let's see, if we recall this and let's do a world right here. If we hit enter on this, uh, we should get back an index, which will indicate the starting position of where the match occurred at. So if we hit enter here, so we see we get back seven. So if we look at our string now and we uh, count to seven, the seventh index, we'll see that we land right here. Uh, so again, we start at zero, zero is the H, one, two, three, four, five, six is the space here, and then seven, it begins the W, and that's where our match starts at, index seven. So <clears throat> uh, that is another way that you can uh, check to see if a string includes a character or a substring. Again, uh, in the most simplest form, you can just pass in the actual characters in between the forward brackets to represent your regular expression. Uh, there is some uh, syntax uh, that we'll see in the future um, that we can use to create some pretty powerful regular expressions to match uh, against strings. All right, one uh, other way we can match on strings that I'll show just quickly, and it's one that um, we'll probably dig into more when we, when we talk about regular expressions. Um, but there's a method on string called match. So if we type hello world again, <clears throat> and we call dot match on it. Now, <clears throat> this method takes an argument 
as well. Uh, we can pass it a regular expression here. So we can open up our uh, forward slashes. Let's go ahead and end our closing parenthesis and we'll back up here and uh, enter some text in here, uh, some characters. So if we type in capital H and E in here, if we hit enter, <clears throat> we actually get back uh, this match data object. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's what this uh, this hash and this bracket and then match data. Uh, match data is a Ruby class. And when we call match here, if we find something, if, if we find a match, uh, it creates a new match data object. And then uh, from there, we could, uh, in this case, we could do, like we can index into that object and it will return to us the string that was matched. Um, <clears throat> now this one, again, I just wanted to show you this uh, just so you can see it. We'll, uh, again, most likely dig into this more when we talk about regular expressions in a future episode or a future lesson. But I did just want to quickly show you that uh, there's yet another way. And this is somewhat typical in Ruby. There's uh, often more than one way to do something. Um, so it's kind of up to you to maybe find a personal preference or uh, eventually, you know, start learning about performance more and see if there's if one way is more performant than uh, using a different approach to solve something. Um, <clears throat> but that's stuff that comes with just experience and exposure and time and practice. Um, but again, I just want to show you this real quick. The other thing I wanted to show you too uh, is that <clears throat> if we take our hello world string here, uh, a moment ago I showed you that we can index into this and uh, pass it, you know, integers inside of these brackets here and get back um, characters from the string that match that index. So if I pass a four in right here, we'll see that we get back the O and again, uh, H would be the zero. So one, two, three, four. So we get back to O, four is the O. <clears throat> Alternatively, uh, you can pass it negative numbers inside those brackets. So if we recall this and we do a negative one, what this is going to give us uh, actually will give us the last character in the string, no matter what the length is. Um, so if we hit enter back here, we see we get the D. Uh, I mean, if we type, let's see, if we just do hey, and then uh, index into that at negative one, we'll get back the Y. And alternatively, uh, let's go back to hello world here. If we pass it two, we'll get back the L. If we go negative, or I'm sorry, negative two, if we go negative three, we'll get the R. So now you can see we're working backwards in the string. Um, and let's look at if you pass an index uh, that doesn't exist. So there's no index of 100. There's, there's definitely not enough characters in uh, this string for it to find a match at 100. So uh, I'm going to pause real quick. And what do you think is going to get returned right here? I'll hit enter. Nil. Because it didn't find a match. If it doesn't find a character at an index, uh, using this, we get back uh, nil. Um, some we'll, we'll talk about nil um, in a more, a lot more throughout um, all of the the rest of this learning path. Um, one thing I'll just share right now is that in Ruby, there are only two things that ever will evaluate to being false or not true. Um, they are nil and false. Everything else in Ruby is considered true. Okay, so with that, I think this is a good place to end this initial introduction to strings. Um, again, if you find yourself with some extra time, some free time, some downtime, go ahead and play around in IRB, pull up the documentation for the string class uh, at ruby-doc.org, 
and look at some of the instance methods in there. Again, the instance methods are the ones that are prefixed with the hash symbol. Uh, click on them. They will link you to uh, the documentation for that method, and you can read um, what it does. And even if it doesn't make sense all the way, um, you know, start trying to uh, piece together what the what it's telling you the method does uh, compared to some of the examples that they share. Most of the methods have uh, examples in the documentation about them, um, but also um, if they don't make if those examples don't make sense, try to play around with them in IRB. Some just practice get get some familiarity with getting into IRB, getting out of IRB. Uh, also, I'll quickly say, uh, share. If you want to get out of IRB again, hit exit, you're out of IRB. Um, but practice getting into IRB, out of IRB, writing some strings in there, practice, you know, um, starting a string with double quotes, using double quotes inside that string. Uh, remember to escape them using the backslashes. Same goes for single quotes. Uh, practice some interpolation of things, uh, right? So interpolation again is uh, inside of a double quoted string. You start a section with a hash symbol, an open curly brace, and then um, a closed curly brace. But inside the curly braces is uh, where you would write your Ruby code. So we haven't looked at much um, that you can evaluate yet within there. But anything that can be run as Ruby code and uh, can be evaluated as Ruby code in that section. Um, so you can you know just do some some math in there, uh, like we did in the video. You know, um, and try and make sentences that. Um, you know, put the result of evaluating an expression into the string that you're writing. So practice your uh, interpolation. Uh, concatenation, again, was when we took two strings and we used the plus sign to bring them together. Uh, that is string concatenation. Practice that. Um, practice uh, with indexing into strings. Um, practice, uh, you know, substituting parts of a string global substituting them, uh, you know, so that's your sub and g sub methods, uh, seeing if strings include substrings or characters in them using like the include method, for example, as we saw in the video, just try to do this stuff uh, on your own outside of this video to really build up, um, you know, that understanding and some of that, uh, I guess, somewhat muscle memory of, uh, you know, get it in your fingers, you know, get typing on the keyboard and experimenting with IRB, get Ruby into your fingers and into your brain. Uh, start with that, start doing that now, early on. Um, and it'll, it'll come a lot quicker if the more you experiment and play with uh, this stuff in IRB.